Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, the intellectual newsman, Minkari, and this is Mentalite Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing who really wrote the book of Revelations in the Bible. Who really subscribed that book? Well, the answer they give, which you can tell is not even a real answer, they say that the person's name is uh, John. Well, they had a different name. They said the person's name is John the Elder, right? They refer to this person as John the Elder, and... Um, what else they refer to him as? Uh, John the Elder. Uh, according to it, the book of Revelation was written sometime around 96 CE in Christian in Asia Minor. CE represents Christian era. That's really what CE stands for. That's when the Catholic Church was basically in, you know, coming into power. It took all of the images of the Greco-Roman gods, Jupiter, Zeus, and they basically incorporated them into this whole thing of what you get religion today and the description of God, because you do know that the the Catholic church is responsible for Christianity and in Christianity, they were really promoting Greco-Roman gods. So the God of the Bible that they're describing throughout is really a Greco-Roman God. All right. Jupiter Zeus is really Jesus where the word Jesus comes from Jupiter Zeus. So they were just really rehashing their um their um Greco-Roman gods, their mythological Greco-Roman gods, and, and in other words, they're made of gods, right? Because they looked at the ancient Chemites and the Nubians, and they saw that they had deities, and you know, and connected themselves with them, and they wanted to do the same thing. So they created gods in their image and after their likeness. Now, this person, John the Elder, it says the Book of Revelation was written sometime 96 CE in Asia Minor, nine and six. All these are cold words, nine and six, number six and number nine. Again, one in ascension, one in dissension, up and down. The author was probably, listen, listen, the author was probably a Christian form of uh, Euphaeus known as John the Elder. Euphaeus, according to the book, this John was was on the island of Patmos. Not far from the coast of Asia Minor because the word God and the testimony because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Now, it's um, funny, but this term Patmos Island, the Patmos Island, I remember it was mentioned by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad about, uh, I think it was Yaqub, which in the um, Hebrew, the word Yaqub uh, uh, is Jacob. In, in the English, it's Jacob. Jacob and Yaqub is the same thing. And this person creating so-called white race on the island of Patmos. Now, knowing that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a Freemason, and most of these people were studying, um, uh, was it the Rosicrucians and all these groups started coming up and these orders started coming up around this time, that incorporated and shared a lot of the knowledge of Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, and things like that. This this um, name John the Baptist is really just the alias. John the Elder, John the Baptist is an alias. The Book of Revelation was written by priests in the Catholic Church, okay, who took different um, 
prophecies from older texts, right? Because all of the Bible is nothing but plagiarism. It's plagiarism from the Enuma Elish, the Gilgamesh epic, you know, ancient comedic books. That's all the, all the Bible really is. It's a plagiarized book, you see. And they have older characters and things like that. So these people basically took the stories of ancient times and they melded them into modern times. But the revelation is real, right? If you want to know where the revelation started from, of course it was inspired by and transmitted by the army, by our ascendants. Why you know that? How you know that is because everything in the book of Revelation is on point. Everything in the book of Revelation is on point. That's dealing with the future or what would be the future to come. Now, the so-called white man, he don't know nothing about no future. He don't. Right? They don't know anything about They don't get any real future prophecies or whatnot because in order for you to know about the future, you have to be in alignment with the fourth dimension. The white man and the rest of the human race is thoroughly in alignment with the third dimension. Right? All they do is they'll find older texts or things like that, and they might, you know, here and there catch a few reset transmissions going through the air. They might pick up something. But that book was meant to go into the Bible, and the Bible was going to be the most read book on the earth because it was meant to be that. And it was also meant to dictate or tell what the end of the world would look like, meaning the end of society in this modern day, and what was to come next, you see. And only those who have ultra standing, those who are of the elect, because that book is for the Amun race. The revelation is really for the Amun race. That's why the human race, they don't really like to read it. The humans who are under the spell of religion and God and the devil, they don't like to read the book of Revelation because the book of Revelation is really a talk speaking about the coming of the Amun race, right? Notice God or the kingdom of heaven coming down on earth. That represents the Amun race. That represents the elect who are being raised up to bring in the world of the Amun race, the 144,000, which is the book for the Amun race to be their form of illumination of who they are as the elect who are coming who are being raised up to 144,000 and to be a book of revelation for the world to see because the world was going to look at the book anyway and they, you know, would heed that. But like I said, most of these people, they only heed and fear it because like I said, it's dealing with so much prophecy, things that we're seeing right now. People can't deny that book. You see, and only and if you notice, I was the only one that really successfully broke down the book of Revelation. I was the only one that did it. I ain't heard nobody break down the book of Revelation in modern time as it what it is now. You see, nobody really broke it down. They might get bits and pieces of it, but in totality, the only ones who will be able to break that book down are the people of that book. The people who are spoken of who would be risen up in that book by who? By their ascendants, by the Amun race. That is the God that you're talking about coming down, his kingdom coming down on earth. That's Amun. Now, you know it's Amun is because everyone in religion, the fact that everyone in religion bears witness to Amun by sealing their prayers off, meaning capping off their prayers with that name Amun. That is a sign of who the true name of the Lord is, the living uh, creator is, that race of beings. Because when it, when they come, meaning when they come into power, because, again, people saying the Lord is coming, what does that mean? 
That means the Lord is coming into power. The body of the Lord is already on earth. The body of Ammon is already on earth through the elect. They're already on earth. And now they have to be, re, how you say, regenerated. So when you say they're coming, right, the Lord is coming, that means that that power is coming forward. They're coming out of darkness and into pure illumination. And where they are, they will receive their power on earth as the elect as the 144,000. That is the Ammon race, right? It is not the Israelites. It is not the Christians. It is not the Muslims, simply because you've got too many people to qualify as that. You have too many people in Islam. You have too many people in Judaism. You have too many people in Israelitism. You have too many people in Christianity, Catholicism, and all these religions. Too many people. So too many people means that they cannot fit the number of the 144,000, which is meant to be a small number for a reason. Because that is going to be one race of people, one elect race of people. And they're not even going to come, they're not even going to be of the black race. And when I say they're not going to be of the black race, I mean that they're not going to be born in darkness like the so-called black race. That terminology of black will not resonate with them because the so-called black race are not of the elect either. Only the almond race. You see, the almond don't recognize the black race. They, rep- they see them as dead receivers. They cannot transmit any power to them. They're mentally dead, just like the rest of the human race here. They need those who are coming up into the fourth dimension, thus coming forward. And they use the so-called white man, the Catholic Church, and all these people to basically make that book or spread that book and make it international to keep it going because the beast was put in power because our people fell out of power. We fell out of favor with our ascendancy, which is Amen. So therefore, the beast was put into power to pull the world forward into a state of evolution so that we can get to where we are today. Now that they're no longer necessary, now that they are starting to degenerate because they were only meant to rule for a certain amount of time, this is where it comes up into the revelation where it tells you that the beast doesn't come down to you in theory knowing that his time is short, meaning he's coming down off of his platform. He's coming down off of his top seat because they know their time is coming to an end. And they've taken it out on the whole world. You see, they've taken it out on the whole world. And this was meant to be spoken of, you know, throughout the revelation so that we would know what is to take place, what is to come. Like I said, this book is only for the elect, and it was written, it was prescribed, or it was transmitted, I should say, by the Amen, and it was given in different pieces and whatnot to our people in the ancient world. You'll find bits and pieces of script from the Revelation in ancient books, I bet you, that the Mesoamericans got. They could find, I'm telling you right now, and you're going to find it, it's bits and pieces of Revelation in Mesoamerican books. It's bits and pieces of revelation in, in ancient Egyptian, ancient Kemetic books. And you already know the Catholic Church, that's all they do. All they did was take a whole lot of uh, uh, past teachings and writings and script from all the societies, and they got them right in the Vatican and, and right in Vatican City in Rome. You see, they got all that in Vatican City in Rome. The white man takes all that stuff. He don't destroy it. He takes it and puts it away so that, it's always known. They know who's who and what's what, and they 
have that history. They don't destroy the history. They don't destroy the uh, heritage. They keep that, and they keep it from the public, sort of. Because, again, that term John is just like what the Freemasons say when they talk about my brother John, right, the name John. Also, the name John Doe, right, is used when talking about someone who is an alias because, you know, they had to give a name. They, they couldn't just say, oh, the Catholic Church or this priest or this scribe is made. They really just put it together. He didn't write it. He didn't receive the transmission. The transmission was already there. Because they can't even give you a real answer to the person's life and things like that because they didn't want to. Because, number one, that was not the, – the point of it was to just read the book for its validity today. If you know anything about the person behind who scribed the book, because that's all it was done. The book was scribed. Nobody, you know, nobody um, – how you say? It wasn't like the book came from the Catholic Church. It didn't, right? Only future things could come by way of future people. So that book came by way of our almond ascendants, our ascendants. They sent it to us in the present time so that we can take that book forward, so that we know what is next as we see a lot of turmoil and things going on. That book is meant to be a direction and a guide to us in these last days and these next days to come, you see. And it don't matter about the Catholic Church or whoever they have. Because like I said, I already know they, they put it together. They they put it together and things like that. And you could tell because the descriptions are um, – and the description is, is used in terminology back then, but yet it's making reference to things now. So if these people were truly prophetic in writing the book, they could give you what it was saying, what it was – you know, what it, what it really was saying – you know, now they could use those because if they were futuristic and they think it and they did with this, John did receive it. That book is supposed to be for this time. He could have gave uh, references that we know today. Why didn't he do that? Because they couldn't. They could only give it in what it is that they understood, how they received it. And only it's like you send out a letter from one side. And then it goes over to the next side, and then the people who read under, go and read the message, they'll understand the message. It's in code. The book of Revelation is in code. It's coded language, you see. And if you're not encoded to know that language, if you're not encoded, you know, as the elect to know that language and understand what it means and be able to pick out things, then you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Okay. You can try and guess it all you want to, and you can, and then you have to figure out what your part is in the book. Do you have a part in the book? What will befall you in the book? See, again, that book is only for the elect. It don't matter about the people who are not of the elect because all it's talking about is their destruction. That's all it's talking about. You see, so it don't even matter for them, just like it doesn't matter if you can put a name and a face to who wrote the book because, see, by you doing that, you're taking away from the prophecy of the book. Because, see, people would love to say, oh, you know, oh, this is the person that wrote the book. Then what happens? You start looking into this person's personal life, and you start trying to judge the book based on this person and how much knowledge they have. It wasn't about that. You're not supposed to read a book like that, a book of prophecy, and then worry about who wrote the book. It don't matter. It don't matter. It came from the almond, and we got it now. 
Don't matter if it went through the hands of the Catholic Church. It went through the hands of the white man. He put the book together. It don't matter. John, like I said, is an alias. It's not a real person. John, Elder John, son of, you know, John, the bat, whatever, the, who the hell John is. They got a bunch of Johns throughout the Bible. That's meant to be an alias. Like I said, when somebody shows up in the morgue, it's dead. What they said, there's a John Doe. That's a John Doe. Why John Doe? Why not Jack Doe? Jack Doe. Why not Jeremy Doe? Why John Doe? Because John is known to be a euphemism, not euphemism, an alias for someone who is, you know, don't want their, uh, um, who don't want their um, true identity known. That's all it's meant to be, nothing else. So, like I said, we have to know that we got to stop putting energy into you know, personalizing that because, again, it's exactly anonymous. We don't need that. You know, like I said, we don't, who cares who wrote it? Who cares? What we're looking for is the validity of it. All right? Hmm. Whoever, like I said, are you looking to know because you're trying to personalize the person? Because that's usually why people do that. Or are you looking to be like, okay, that's like saying, um, we see these beautiful buildings here. We don't know who were the architects of this building, nor do we care. We all we know is that the building's here and it's a beautiful building. That's it. They didn't want to be known. Because nine times out of ten the Catholics probably thought like, okay, if we say that we tell everybody we put the book together, you know, then everybody's gonna be looking at oh, that's just personal from the Catholic Church. But since they use Names like biblical names, they come up with biblical names and make up names and come up with these stories and whatnot. Like I said, since they can do that, it puts more of a, a, a spiritual, for lack of a better word, a more of a, um, a, a mysterious vibe on, on the book, you see, that it really didn't need. But, you know, people in religion, they need their books to have a spooky, mysterious vibe to him instead of, instead of what they really are, the logic and rationale behind the book. Obviously, the book was meant to be a book of future prophecy. Mankind does not know the future. He tries to dictate or tries to learn the future. He tries to tap into it, but they don't know the future. They don't. They don't. Because if they truly knew the future, they try to, they try to dictate the future. They'll try to get ahead of the future, try to predict the future. You see, they try to predict the future. You see, a prediction is not a connection. Y'all follow what I'm saying? A prediction to the future is not a connection to the future. You see, see, a connection to the future will give you all of that future prophecy. You see, a connection to it will give you the future prophecy. A prediction only gives you basically a guess, like, oh, I predict that this will do that. I predict it will do that. But your prediction could be wrong. Your prediction could be wrong. You see? And then that's another reason why they didn't want to put their name to the book, because just in case this prediction of revelation, which they put together, was wrong, they can always say, oh, well, it becomes a, 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 a some a, a backwater book, like oh that's some uh, a backwater book from the you know they would have not put it like they put it. They don't want it, the Catholic Church don't want to link their name to a book 
that they claim is a revelation, that they claim is prophecy, yet it don't come true. So, of course, they're not going to put their name on it. They'll just say, oh, this person, John, wrote it, and, you know, of Christ and the Christian and this, all that, right? Because, like I said, the whole Jesus story is just that. It's a fabrication of the Catholic Church. That's all the Jesus story is. It's a fabrication of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church and those people are nothing but witches, right? And they do all kinds of Satanism and witchcraft and things like that, and they channel in and they try to channel in spiritual energy and whatnot and demonic forces, and they go and they look into their places and the people who had the power in the past, which was your ancient Mesoamericans. That's another reason. I'm going to tell you that's another reason why a lot of these Caucasians came amongst our people in the ancient world because they knew our people were the seat of power. That's why the Greeks and the Romans came into Egypt. This is why the white men and Spanish and all them came into Mesoamerica. They came to where the power was. They came to where the priesthood was. They came to where the societies were because their societies were not up yet. And they took a lot from our teachings, from our laws and things like that, to write their books. One of our books was the Enuma Elish, the Gilgamesh. Those were our books. You see, those were our books. The Enuma Elish, the Gilgamesh epics talked about, it gave more of a detail to the Amun race. And how you know that is because how, how it is explained makes a lot of sense. You see, again, we know things as fact and proof through logic. We don't get in, we don't get all caught up in the uh, oh, was you there? Oh, did you, how you believe, how you know? We know by way of logic what makes sense. You see, obviously, whoever wrote that book, if they don't have a background on that person, it was not meant to be a background on that person. You see, it was not meant to be. Just like it ain't really, they give you, you like, like I said, the so-called white man, they, 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 they get into the history, the background, the life of all these people. Nobody finds it strange. Like, he'll go back and talk about the life of, like, uh, uh, Egyptian pharaohs that existed before Jesus. He'll go back and talk about the lives of all these people of the past. But nobody finds it strange that he don't really have a real script or a real life uh, um, thing on Jesus or Moses or all these other people. You can tell it just reads like a story. It reads like a story that was made up, you see, or was plagiarized from somebody else's life. That's how all these things are. So it's the same thing. They'll take something, and they'll put different names on it, and they will put it together, and they will put it in the book. Now, what inspired them to do that? Obviously, the almond did. The almond inspired them to find those passages and put these things together the same way like when we are inspired to re- when we receive uh, mental act or we at a certain time when we heard this, where was we and why did we turn this on? Why did we listen to this? What connected us to that? That's Amen. That's our sentence that put us in alignment with that. You see? Because why is the book of Revelation even important? Why is it important? Why is it still important? That book is thousands of years old. Thousands of years old, yet it is still important to this day. Because the Amun made sure it got into the hands of the Catholics. Because the Amun knew already the Catholic Church would dominate the world with Christianity. And they didn't really care about whether the Amun 
uh, that the, uh, Catholic Church would dominate with Christianity. They didn't care about that. All they were concerned about, obviously, was one book that would make it to the elect. They knew that this cat, this Christianity would have to spread throughout the world in order for the revelation to spread. See, because it really wasn't about the Bible itself and all those stories. It was always about the revelation. That's what it was always about. Like I said, you give the example of a book. You get you read a book, and if the book is too long and it's a mystery or whatever the case is, you want to cut through the chase and you want to you might read a few chapters in the book in the beginning, a little bit in the middle, but you're just going to cut to the end because the end is what's important. The outcome is important, and we are in the outcome now. Is that not correct? We are in the outcome now. You see, we are in the ending right now, the outcome. We didn't care about the middle passage or all this other stuff because, like I said, oh, that's just a bunch of fluff. That's a bunch of fluff to basically give the Bible some weight, give it some, you know, give it some uh, girth to it. But the whole important thing of it is the revelation. That's it. Because most of that stuff that they talk about in the Bible, right, that supposedly happened with Jesus and all them other people, that already happened already before the Catholic Church started to put the Bible together. That already happened. And King James and all these people, that stuff already happened. So how important was it? It's not, that, that stuff is now history. It's not future revelation. People care about what's going to happen more than what they care about that happened already. People care about what's going to happen. You see, and that book was a way, way, a ways off from what was going to happen to what was happening back then. Because if the revelation was that important, like I said, the end of that book was that important, that, and we're seeing the revelation take place right now. You're seeing the mark of the beast being handed out to the people. You see uh, 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 the churches and all that uh, being compromised. You see uh, um, the harp machine, the harpers with the harp. And whatnot, causing the uh, causing the unnatural disasters. You see all this stuff. You see, you see all this. So if you were meant to see all this stuff and be here in the last days to see this stuff, then that means that this was a significant time in history in the world that a change would take place. And what is that major change? That major change is the kingdom of God, as they say in the Revelation, coming down on Earth, meaning the fourth dimension coming down and dominating this three-dimensional realm. That's what the revelation brings in. That's what the revelation is talking about, the coming of the future ones, the Amun race, right, and the regeneration of their elect here on earth, coming forward of them on earth and the regeneration and the reconnection, or the connection, I should say, with the fourth dimension. That is the game changer. That is the changing point or the turning point. See, prior to that, prior prior to all that, prior to that taking place, nothing else mattered, man. Nothing else mattered. The Bible didn't have any real impact on people. What's going to have impact on people is when that three-dimensional shift to the fourth dimension takes place. That's all the revelation was telling you right there. The coming of God and all that, the coming of God. That's the coming of the fourth dimension in the almond race, our ascendance. Right. That's what that's that's what that is. Where they have to raise up the elect on earth and bring the earth in alignment to their power as we're going forward. You see. 
That's all that was about. Anything else, like I said, is just filler for the book. That's filler. Meaning they used the, they used all those stories to fill the book out. Because you could have just cut right to the chase and just went right to Revelation. All that other crap is not important. The Revelation is. And you people that sat around and read the Bible back and forth, cover to cover and things like that, if you can't figure out that the only book in there that's of any real use, of any real strength and power is the Revelation, I don't know what to tell you. You're just one of these fools that like to sit around and read a bunch of useless information. Yeah, that's all the Bible is, is useless information. A lot, the mass majority of it is plagiarized. Most of it don't even make no damn sense. Most of it is based on belief and emotion and people just making up stuff as they go along. But like I said, all that comes to an end when the revelation comes about. All that comes to an end when the revelation comes about. Because you actually get to see what the revelation was for, what the revelation is about. And what it was meant to convey to those who are meant to receive that uh, 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 revelation. That's all it's about. That is a special book for a special people. That is not a book for the world. Special book for a special people. And as far as the world knowing about the book, like I said, it's only meant to be, you know, to let them know what's to come, what their fate is. Because the book of Revelation is a book of judgment. It's a book of, to, uh, uh, again, revelation, things to be revealed. And it's also a book of illumination. It is a book of illumination. You see? That's why they put the name John in there. Because, again, John is recognized in those circles. That name John is recognized in those circles of Freemasonry in those circles of the Rosicrucian and things like that, that name is recognized as a prominent name, an alias that is used. You see, what did it, what, when a prostitute was what a prostitute call a guy? What they used to call a guy who um, they're going to have sex with because they didn't want to say the person's name. They call him that the John. Where's the John at? Right? They call the person the John. Right. All the all the guys that was tricking money off on the prostitutes, they was called Johns. You see, that that's meant to be an alias because the prostitutes ain't the guys who was having sex with the prostitutes. They didn't want to get a prostitute their names. Some guys be like, "What's your name, guy? John? I'm John." You see, so they start calling them Johns. All right. So again. It's important that we know that the book was meant to be a book of illumination. You see, we didn't know that the book was meant to be a book of illumination. Just we thought revelation, but like I said, the elect is a book of illumination. And it has many different layers to it. If you read it and you can see it for what it is, like I said, that was the only book in the revelation. I mean, the only book in the Bible that I was interested in reading. You see. And that was the that was the whole thing of that. So they used the minds they used the name John, like I said, as a alias for many different things. You see. They used it as an alias for many different things. In the um in the uh um Greek language 
you know, um, I think there was an equivalent to John. Is an equivalent. I think it's Johan. No, not your in the heat. I forget what it is, but the mat. The, the fact is, is that um, the book in itself and who scribed it, because they tell you always the book is inspired by the Lord, right? They say that any book of prophecy is what? Inspired by the Lord, right? So if the book of prophecy is inspired by the Lord, then whoever's writing it down, does it even matter who writes it down if it's inspired by the Lord? matter who writes it down? It only matters. If the person is not inspired by the creator, the most high, the Lord, then it, then it matters. Then you can make it personal. Then you can start to question the book. But obviously the book of Revelation is a book that cannot be questioned. I should say, well, I ain't going to say it can't be questioned. It can be questioned and the questions can be answered if the person who was answering the question was taken up, you know, breaking down, breaking it down, they will be able to answer the questions concerning the book. Logically and rationally, most of the people who read that book, they believe they reading it from a state of belief, not not from a mindset of logic, and what that book means. You see, because most people are not trained to analyze the Bible or the Quran and these so-called holy texts that they read, where they're talking about, oh, this book is a holy book, or this book is an ancient book, or this book is a book of this and a book of that. But like I said. They they take it from a state of belief. You see, they take it from a state of belief, not knowing who or what these people are or what the book is supposed to represent. Again, who is John? Who is the elder John? Google John. Google John and whatnot, and you're going to get the same story, you know, of connection with Jesus or one of Jesus' people. And we already know Jesus is not a real person. So, how can this John be a real person? You see, how can this John be a real person and he's supposed to be connected to Jesus and Jesus is not a real person? You see, how is it that you got a, a man with a Greco-Roman name or, 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 or a Greek name or Roman name and he's supposed to be a Hebrew and everybody know him as Jesus? That reason being is because wouldn't you think that if he was a so-called Hebrew, according to like what the Bible says, then everybody would speak or call, call him by his Hebrew name. Everybody would call him by his Hebrew name, wouldn't they? They would call him by his Hebrew name. They wouldn't use Jesus because that would be a uh, um, uh, um, that would be a misrepresentation of who this person is supposed to be as a Hebrew. Okay, that would be a misrepresentation. So why don't they, or the church or a Catholic church, if they claim that Jesus was a Hebrew, why don't they call him by his Hebrew name, his real name, if this is a real person? Why they don't do that is because the Catholic church created the, and created the character of Jesus. And I know that you so-called Israelites, Muslims, Christians, all you're going to have a problem with that. You'll have a problem with that, but my thing is, if you supposedly believe in the creator, the most high, God, or whatever you say you believe in, the higher power, whatever, then what what does Jesus matter? Jesus was just a man according to the script. What is Jesus or any of these men in the Bible? What do they matter? Who cares? Men live and die, but the creator is supposed to be forever. So 
you should be looking for the wisdom of the creator in that work, not who wrote the damn book or, you know, uh, what happened with these men over here and why this happened. No, 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 no. You're supposed to be focusing on the will of the creator and the power of the creator and how it logically connects to you as man and woman in this day and time. That's what you should be doing. Not looking at what Jesus did, what Muhammad did, looking at who you don't know none of these people. You don't know if they existed. They, like I said, they came and they left. Why are you putting emphasis into that? You know, why are you putting emphasis into emphasis into people that have lived and died supposedly, or even if it's a question of whether they really existed or not? Who cares? Is this about these people, or is it about God, as you say? Who is it about? Is it about these uh, personality uh, people worship, or is it about the Creator? If it's about the Creator, then it, don't, it shouldn't matter whether Jesus, Moses, Muhammad, or any of these people existed. It shouldn't matter. Who cares? Because it only matters to people who really are not uh, not the people of the of the Most High. If you are the people of the Most High, the Creator, as you say, then it doesn't matter who wrote the Book of Revelations. You would acknowledge it as just a book that came through the Catholic Church, or whoever is supposed to, who y'all believe it came through, I'm telling you, it really came through the Catholic Church. They really wrote the book of Revelation, and they compiled it, and they just put stuff together. But what inspired them to do that? You see, that's what I get into the inspiration. The inspiration is the power, meaning the reception, the transmission that our ascendant sent to them to inspire them to put that book together, which was really a direction for them to put it together. It was a command for them to put that book together. You see? They ain't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to just put, a, put the book of Revelation together. No. They received that because they were getting telepathically transmitted to by the creator, by Amun, to do so. When they use words like inspired, I was inspired to do this. I was inspired to do that. Was, what they're really saying is the creator or Amun, or they saw somebody who was of, the, of Amun that inspired them, that gave them that message to follow out that order and do that. And that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. There's no way you're going to tell me that the book of Revelation was not uh, first received by so-called black people, bronze people, to put that book together. But then obviously, like I said, the white man ended up putting it together. The Catholic Church, they ended up putting it together. You know, the council and the sea and all them other people, they put the Bible together. And they're the ones who are still the gatekeepers of the Bible today. And they're the reason why people don't have a real understanding or a real comprehension of God and the Bible and all that, what that really means. But see, they were not meant to give that. They were always going to be in confusion, and they were always going to be making up their own stories and their own uh, narratives concerning the Creator and concerning whatever so-called holy book is out there, they were always going to be constantly doing that, putting together their own narrative, putting together their own charge. They were always going to do that. Right? That was already that was already a done deal. So when you don't be surprised when these people are not able to give you any real clarity. And I bet you, if you go to the Catholic Church right now and you ask them to tell you about the life of um, of John. <clears throat> Because then again, you have to ask yourself, and you know they're the authors of this person, John's life, because who, where did they get this information from in the first place? Where did all this information come from? Who compiled these books? 
who got the so-called characters together, who orchestrated this? Answer the Catholic Church. B.C. is before the Christian era, or A.C. is after the Christian era, or during the Christian era. You see? During the era when they were creating the characters of Christ and creating a story and getting creating a religion for the people to follow and stay in alignment with. You see? That's what that was. So they had to uh, create that and get the people to go along with the story, with the account. And they didn't know that these accounts and these stories were basically being put together. You know, these you you would think (coughs) these people were um, divinely inspired, you know, to do this meaning the Catholic Church. But they were more they were more focused on putting together a doctrine for their people. They were more they were more focused on putting together a doctrine and putting put you know of the belief in God and the devil and basically controlling and ruling people all over the world. That's what their mindset was. So it was not to just uh um together these books for no reason because they cared so much about humanity they did not they wanted to control humanity through these books and they've been doing that and they still do it today and so much so that they've got people who are amateurs at the religious game you Israelites you Muslims y'all take the books and y'all do the same thing man you play on people's fears and emotions and whatnot you make up these characters and whatnot you make them seem as though they really existed and they didn't they didn't, because if they did, the white man would have a history, a background, and everything on them. The fact that he has no history and background on Moses, Jesus, and all these other people, but he has a history and background on Muhammad. That's how you know Muhammad was a real person. But all these other characters, they ain't got no history and background on these people. No tombs, no graves, no nothing. You see, but he has history and background on everybody else that's older than that. How is that? How is that? See, at this point, everybody's just, you know, dancing around on the whole Jesus thing. They dancing around on that. They dancing around on the whole Jesus thing. They dancing between whether it's real and whether it's fake, trying to give their religion one more charge, one more jolt, one more shot to breathe life into it by constantly creating stories around the Jesus character. Because if Jesus is not real, then that means Christianity is not real and it's not for anything. You see, but now you got millions of people who follow and believe, and they still want to believe in white Jesus. They still want to believe that that could really happen with a white man coming, you know, out of the sky, wherever he came from amongst, you know, with traditionally so-called black people living in those areas. But he's blonde hair and blue eyes. He's a savior to them, right? Okay. Okay. You see. Christ. How was shy, whatever you know, and because our people are um, have become a lot brighter, I would like them to think. I would like to think that they become a lot brighter because they have become a lot brighter. They should be able to know what the validity of this book is and what is the power of it in your life. 
If you don't have an answer to that, then you should put the book down. Don't worry about what's going to take place. It's not going to matter. It'll all be over in 42 months. we'll We'll be right back.
No, we're back. Let me take a call. Nothing from nine one two. I got a lot of madness and confusion from nine one two. All right, we're back. <clears throat> so again, um a lot of emphasis put on the revelation. Like I said, a lot of people don't want to read the revelation. Because the revelation is pretty cut and dry if you are of the elect and you know what's really being said. You see, there are no interpretations there. It's pretty much, you know, it's coded, but it's easy code that can be deciphered if you are of the elect. If you are of the elect, if you are of Amun, the Amun race, again, this book is for another race of beings. It is not for the human race. The book of Revelation is really not for the human race. It is only telling what will happen to the human race, but it is really about the coming of the future race, the Amun race, who we are descendants of, being brought into alignment, you see, so that this world can go forward as it is meant to go forward. This world cannot go forward as it is meant to go forward because the wrong people are in charge of it. The wrong people are in charge. This world cannot go forward as it is supposed to. It cannot go into a state of law and order as it is supposed to, because currently this world is without law, without order. It is lawless, disorderly, and the wrong people are in charge of the world. The beast is in charge. You know who the beast is. And again, this is just you know, this proves to you right here that the so-called Catholic Church, they didn't know nothing about what they was. They, they put the beast and all this other stuff, which is obviously a terminology that was used before them because they obviously didn't know that the beast that was being talked about in the Revelation was them, that the beast that was being talked about with the human race. That was the beast that was spoken about, those who would be in power in these last days, the so-called white man. The Asians, the East Indians, the Arabs, that's the beast. Those are the people that have the animal genetic. That's why they are referred to as the beast, because the Amun see the human race as animals, as beasts, the beast of the field, the two-legged animal. That's how they see, or that's how, the, that's how they see the human beings. And they know that the human beings, the animals, would take hold of the earth. They would take charge of the earth. They would be given charge and given permission to hold control of the earth for a certain period of time until the revelation and the illumination of the Amun were raised up, and they were raised up in alignment together. You see, the book of Revelation is not for the humans. It is for the Amun. The Amun are the elect, and those who are connected to the Amun are the elect. The Amen, the elect of the Amen here on earth are the mentalists, the mentalists. They are the elect. You see? They are the elect. You see, it's not for everybody, like I said. And again, the people who are following these earthbound doctrines and believing in the stories of the Catholic Church and their religious beliefs and their ideologies and these books and whatnot and believing in the, in the um, stories of Christ and all that, those are not the elect. See, the elect are not going to be there for the stories out of the Bible. They're not going to care about the stories from the Bible. 
The elect are only going to, they're going to want to get to the point, man, which is judgment for the beast, the downfall of his kingdoms on earth, and the upliftment of the, uh, and the um, rise and the extension of the fourth dimension and Amun and that world on earth. That's all they're going to care about. They're not going to care about nothing else. Nothing else matters. So if you hear these people up here talking about they the elect and whatnot, and they still talking about Jesus, and they still talking about Muhammad, and they still talking about all this stuff in the past, and they're not focused on the future and where we're going, then they're not the elect. They're not the elect. Them people, the people out here calling out, calling, calling, uh, calling into the east for their God to answer. That's that's not the people of the of the revelation, man. That's not the people of the revelation. That's Mohammedans, man. Those are not the people of the book of the revelation that's spoken of that's coming. You see, those people have already been sealed. The 144,000 have already been sealed. They've already been sealed and chosen. And they've already, they're already being gathered. Now, once they are gathered, once they are in alignment together, then that's the end. And the next world is coming in. Because they represent the citizens of the next world. The elect of this three-dimensional realm, the chosen of this three-dimensional realm, represent the new citizens or the next citizens of that fourth-dimensional world. They're the ones who are going to enter into the fourth dimension with a whole new level of consciousness, with a whole new level of clarity, with a whole new level of high mental capability. That's the world they're entering into. That's the world that they're coming into. They're coming into the world of the fourth dimension where they will have all these mental powers, where they will be able to control the humans, where they will be able to dictate to the humans, where they will be able to uh, uh, claim rulership over the humans and over the planet, over the world to come. They will be the citizens and they will be the new law or the next law in order to enforce real, real power of the true Lord, Amen on earth. Amen is the true Lord. Amen is the true Lord. And our ascendants are Amen. And those of you who are of the elect are Amen. So when I say in Amen, we trust, I say in us, we trust. When I tell, I say my people in Amen, we trust. I'm not talking about no God in the sky to a lot of simple-minded people. Notice how I keep saying this over and over again. I'm not talking about no God in the sky or no clouds. We don't believe in that garbage. We don't acknowledge that garbage is real. That's some nonsense that was made up, that was misinterpreted by the Catholic Church because they really didn't understand what the fourth dimension was. They didn't understand what the next world meant, what these next worlds meant and whatnot, and the world and the clouds and the whirlwind and all this other stuff. They didn't understand that that was really talking about the future world or an extended extended world from this one, beyond this one. You see, so they it, it became everything from heaven on in the clouds to to people in white robes sitting on thrones and stuff like that. It became everything other than what it really was because they didn't understand. That's how you know they didn't really write. They didn't really. Uh, um, they didn't really. Uh, how do you want to say? They scribed the book. But they didn't. They didn't. Uh, uh, it didn't come from them. It came through them. You see, from old texts and things like that that they put together. They just put things together. Because again, why would you give a book to a people who don't even understand future prophecy? They didn't understand future prophecy. 
because if they truly ultra-stood future prophecy, they would have never set up the Catholic Church. If they ultra-stood future prophecy, they would have never set up any of these religions. They would have been for the downfall of religion and for the connection to the Most High, which is our ascendant. They would have been trying to uplift the descendants of the Most High, which is the almond race, but they're not of that. So they're going to, of course, they're going to exalt themselves. Of course, they're going to exalt themselves. And that's fine. They can exalt themselves. They can put themselves on high pedestals and call themselves popes and ministers and, you know what I'm saying, and, and whatever else they're going to call themselves, imams and reverence. It doesn't matter. Because you see in the Revelation, it talks about how the Son of Man is coming and he's going to basically, for the most part, damn all of those groups, curse out all those groups, basically, you know, uh, um, you know, toss those groups to the side. You see, as the ones who are not of the Lord, they're not the people of the Lord, meaning the people of the Lord in the order that is being brought forward by the almond race. Again, this is coming right out of the blue. This is coming right out of the blue. You will see these ascendants being born onto the earth. And like I said, the beast already knows that that's going to happen. That's why he's making sure he's trying to mark as many people that he can. You already know what he's marking them with. You already know. He's trying to mark as many people as he can. And that mark is death. And his mark is death. He's trying to mark as many people as he can. Trying to claim as many people as he can. Because he thinks that by doing that, he's going to slow up this process or he's going to stop this process. That, But it's all being done in vain. Because Whatever he's doing, what he thinks he's going to succeed in, it's going to only it's only going to work against him, and it's going to benefit the elect, and it's going to benefit Amin. That's it. So, like I said, the people who are afraid to read that book, go into it. They should rightfully be afraid of that book, rightfully so, because if they are not, then that means that they feel as though. They are included in what is to happen in that book, the revelation of what is to happen in that book. That means they feel like they're entitled or included in what's going to happen in that book, and they are not. That book is not for them. It is a book of, how do you say, a coming-of-age account, a coming-of-age account of the Amen, of the Amen. That is a coming-of-age account of the downfall of our people. Rise of our people. From rise, or shall I say from downfall, or shall I say from rise to downfall and to rise again as the elect. Because the elect have to be the ones who are salvaged in this day and time to be the receivers or the recipients of this transmission that is going to be placed in their hands. They're going to represent the fourth dimension on earth. And thus, they will bring the fourth dimension to earth in the powers that they have. They will bring another technology. They will bring a whole other level of uh, uh, um, doing things, you know, a whole other level of law, a whole other level of order. That's coming. And it will usurp this order of the beast. And again, you know how you know that? That's why the beast made that movie Planet of the Apes. That's why he made it. Remember I said that's why he made the movie Planet of the Apes. He talked about the downfall of his society and the raise of the society of the apes, a.k.a. the Amen. 
you see, where they would be out of power. Why would you make movies like that? Why would you make movies like the book of Eli? All these books, why are you inspired to make these books, these movies? Because you know this is going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's on. It's the course, it's the trajectory and the course that this world is on. Because the world has to go through a evolution. The world has to go through a extension. And that extension is toward the fourth dimension. And the first people that are, going, that are going to extend into the fourth dimension are the Amun race. And they're going to be the only ones. The door will be shut behind them. When they receive their power fully on earth, it's over for everybody. It's a wrap for everybody. And our children are going to carry that power, and their children are going to carry it greater, and their children are going to carry it even greater. So the power will extend. As long as we keep our seed unmixed and keep our seed out of the, you know, the wounds of those who are not a vomit, that's the only way this is going to extend. And like I said, I know a lot of people think, that, well, yeah, I don't, whatever, you know, this, uh, that's fine. That's fine. But now everybody ain't saying nothing now that you see the mark being pushed out onto the people. Now that you see the mark being pushed out onto the people, they're showing you who's the beast. Really, the beast is coming out and showing his horns. They're showing you that they are the animals that they, you know, that you tried to think they were not because you kept thinking they were just like you. They're showing you, showing you for the animals they are, for the savages they are, for the degenerates they are. And they would judge that so in the book of Revelation. They would judge that way. And those of you who are taking part with them, those who are a part with them, you have a part in there. They say in that lake of fire, what is the lake of fire? You see? What is that lake of fire? The lake of fire is those rays that's coming through the sky, the solar holocaust that will kill off a lot of people on the earth. Who, those who those who carry a, carry the beast mark, those rays that will come through the Earth's atmosphere that will give people heat strokes, will kill people off from all kinds of cancers and whatnot. You see, those are the people who are going to be marked. Those who follow the beast, right? Those are the people who are going to be marked. Those are the people who are going to be targeted for destruction. You see, because the next world has to come in and people have to understand what it takes to keep this next world in alignment. It takes people who are in alignment with Amen. It's not going to be people who are going to do whatever they want to do no more. No more doing what you want to do no more. That illusion of free will is over. That illusion of free will is over. Those who are going to go with the beast, that's your fate, that's your destiny to go down with them. Those who are going to go and align with Amin as the elect, that is your fate. That is where you belong. So it's only proper that in 2021, it's only proper that you receive this revelation as it is, the breakdown of it. And to know who inspired, who who sent it forward as a transmission, who kept it going, just like the name Amen, who kept it going in order for our people to receive it in this day and time, who kept it going and why they kept it going. 
like I told somebody before, I said the almond, the only reason why the white man kept all of our artifacts and our ancient things is because the almond wanted them to do that. They would use, they would take all the relics out and put them in museums. Nine times out of ten, those relics, if they stayed in the ground, stayed buried where they was, nine times out of ten, we wouldn't have seen them. And we wouldn't have had physical proof. You see, they dug up all those relics and took them out. And those pictures out, people left so many of themselves because they knew with, with such a great civilization, with such a great society, that they did not want the future world to forget about them or what they stood for, what they built, or what they maintained in the world, which was the first power, the first living power, until we fell out of power. So now that is coming forward again. That is coming forward again. That is making its way into this atmosphere again through the revelation. Like I said, I sit by and I think it's funny I watch people try to always claim the revelation or claim to be the people of the elect, but they sure don't act like it because the true people of the elect, like I said, I'm going to say it again, they do not share gods with people who are not of the elect. They do not share religions because basically if you're saying you're of the elect, that's like you saying you are a race of gods. You know, and who was the first one that said the so-called black man was God? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So he was basically by saying you were gods, he was saying you were of the elect. The elect are chosen to be gods or lords, receivers, receptors, future beings. That's what they are chosen for as the elect. They represent that race of gods being raised on earth. You see, coming forward into the future, being brought into alignment with their true and living power. That's what they represent in the next world to come. Because, like I said, I tell you all, you're not really going to trip out those of you who are the elect, those of you who are going to pass off the scene, and those of you who are going to return. You see, you're really going to trip out when you see how the world looks when you come forward the next time, what your position will be and what powers you will have. That is coming. When I go into I'm going to break down this in the... uh, the rejuvenation and the, of the next and the law and order um, of the, um, the broadcast I'm going to do tomorrow. What's the title? The law and order of life and death and rejuvenation or regeneration. I want y'all to check that out definitely tomorrow. All right. That's coming because it's important that y'all really listen to that and pay attention to that more than anything because it will give you a uh, real uh, connection into life, death, and regeneration. We'll be right back.
being that we are in the revelation, being that we are in that time of illumination and we are seeing we really are because, again, how you know that revelation is supposed to be a twofold book, meaning that it's going to be revealed or will reveal who everyone is in the world today, and it will also reveal who the people who are illuminated, who they are in the future world, who they will be in the future world. That's what it's providing, who they will be in the future world and who we are in this present world going forward, who we're meant to be. That's what the revelation denotes, the illumination of the upper dimensional, those who have almond, them coming into power, them coming in and taking hold of the planet, right? Because this is what the beast was always talking about. Remember the beast was always talking about alien invasion, alien invasion, alien invasion. You know, he always kept on thinking that, you know, it's these aliens that's going to invade the earth and take over the earth. That has always been his fear. Where does that fear come from? He's showing aliens in different forms. They're white men, but they, but who, but how, how is it that the aliens that they show you, how could they look like the so-called white man and not be the white man? The alien that they fear taking over the earth would have to look nothing like these people. The aliens that they fear that will come and take the earth would look nothing like these people. They can't look like Caucasians because then what's the difference? They would have to look like totally different from the people that are here. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this. A lot of the whole point of our people being planted here before the humans got here was to oversee them, to watch them, utilize them, and watch their downfall. This was the whole point of our people being projected here, because I told you before, we're not a part of the human race, but some of you have become part of the subhuman race created for you by the beast. Some of you have been created by, have become a part of that subhuman uh, um, level. You see, you so-called black people have become part of the subhuman level of the human race, and even you're spoken of in the book of Revelation as those who would carry the mark of the beast, especially you all, you see, because those who carry the mark of the beast, it's not, it's talking about you, really, it's talking about you ones who were of Amun genetically, but you were cut off from Amun mentally, soulfully, you were cut off from Amun. You are the ones who are talked about that would have the mark of the beast in the last days. Not talking about the white race, no, because they already the beast already. So why would they have the mark? They're born with the mark. The mark is for those who would receive the mark, and that's really you, so-called black people, because that's all it really you, so-called black people who were supposed to be of almond of the bright race, who were the dead, dead ones, the burnouts. It's not talking about the world and the people, the humans in the world. They already got the mark of the beast. They are born with the mark of the beast. They're born with the animal genetic. It's not talking about them. It's talking about those who the beast has planted that on. And that's the mass majority of you so-called black people. The one, the like, as you Israelites say, the two-thirds, the two-thirds of the world, as you Israelites say, that, that represents the mass majority of you so-called black people in the world. I got the mark of the beast, and you all spoken of as those subhumans in the book of Revelation. Just as your human masters 
also are known and, you know, are thought of by the army as the beast. The beast people. The beast of the fields. The gods that they created in their image and after their likeness. This book reveals everything about mankind. And gives an illuminating reality of man. The illuminating reality of man is that the man has always been Amun. Those of you who were born of Amun, those of you who are on the line of Amun, that's man in the Bible. And then there's mankind, those who were created on earth, those who carry the seed of the animal in them, those who carry the seed of man in them, thus making them mankind, a kind of man keeping them only from being full-on, full-blown men because of the animal genetic. The animal genetic, which they're trying to cleanse out of their system through the so-called black woman. But no matter what, like I said, in that, in that alignment, a lot of these people are going to still be marked. A lot of these people are going to still be marked. So I tell you all, those of you who heard this message, those of you who continuously hear this message, that you and your descendants will be put to the side and spared from the judgment of those in this world today who carried the mark, you see. Because in a future world where the world is being replenished with people who can, let's just say, people who will be... um, and compliance with the next law and the next order to come, those are the people that are going to be saved. Those who are going to be in compliance with the next law and order by way of the Amen, those are the people who are going to be saved, the ones who are going to carry out the law, the order, and the judgment, and those who are going to be compliant with the law, you people of the gray race, the three, the three Ds. Like I said, you people of the gray race, you're going to be spared because in these servants, these slaves, in these servants, so y'all going to be spared, right? You're going to be spared. You're going to be utilized. So you will be spared, right? Because you're going to be compliant with the next law and order. Some of you are going to buck up, at, of course, but the mass majority, because of what it is now, as, it, as we go into the future, it's going to totally look, it's going to look totally like when our, our ascendants, the army, they're going to look back and they're going to be like, damn, you know, these people are real animals. They really did that. Everything, they, everything how they see the humans is looked at as savagery, animal behavior, animal attacks. When these beasts were attacking you, hanging you out of trees, fort, raping your women, you know, and then your women laying with them, all that's going to be looked at as savagery by the army when they look back at the history of this planet because they know the history of this planet they know the people here they have a system on another level beyond what a computer is in which they see everything and I'm going to break that down in Chicago how that is how they're able to see everything here on earth in all dimensions I'm break that down Chicago on October 17th, come on out. And we're going to set up a pay-per-view thing, too. Come on out. 
and break all that down at the Republican Men's Likes Bright World Order Conference. Sunday, October 17th at 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. You know, admission will be $25. Right. Mission will be $25. We're doing it in the uh, Chicago area, you know, and we invite, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, the ones who are of the elect, you know, the ones who are of the uh, doubtful elect or the ones who know they're of the elect. We invite you to come out, those of you who are connected to Amen or connected to that phrase of God or connected to that mindset of those who are coming into a higher state of being, a higher state of consciousness of who we truly are, we invite you to come out. We ain't invite no black people to come out who want to be contrary and arguing and all the stupid stuff because these Negroes that's coming out arguing, we like I said, we consider you part of the sub-mental or the sub-zero race, man, or the subhuman race, man, because that's what y'all basically made yourselves. Not so much because we think it's because we put that on you. We put y'all put that on yourself when y'all decided to worship the image of the beast. When you black females decided to lay down and spread your legs for the beast, and and look at them as attractive, or when you black males decided to lay down with these cave women, you put yourselves up under the beast. When you decide to have children with them, lay with them, stay with them. So we're not looking for y'all to come out. We already know that y'all gonna be against anything. That is ant that is beyond, you know, on the level of when we told our people not to go. We already know you're not going to be for that. You're going to go against that. Okay? So we want the people who are truly in alignment with the message. The message is the evolution of our people. The evolution of our people, starting in the Americas and all around the world, the evolution of our people, the illumination of our people. Through this book, through this last and final book of the Bible, which people have been in amazement of, in awe of, in belief of, now we have the knowledge we know that the message was much more important than the person who scribed it, because we look at it from the point of view of who did it start with? It started with the Amen, our ascendants who sent that book here. They sent the book here for us to find in the present day now. That's all we're concerned about, how we receive it. Just like I said with the nation, I said, y'all put emphasis on Fard, but you didn't put emphasis on the man who was the most important. That was Elijah Muhammad. You see, we got to value that which does the work and not the aesthetics of the you know, look of what goes around the work, but the actual work itself. So let me go ahead and read this question before we get out of here. Who really wrote the book of Revelation in the Bible? Catholic Church did. All right, it was put together by a bunch of priests and council in the seers. All the people put that book together, or put it, or had some hand in it by collecting old work, writings and things like that, and basically putting it into the book. But like I said, the name that they give who was responsible for this John person, that is a alias. John has always been used as an alias. That's why there's no history on this John person. How is it that this person is going to write the, one of the most important books in the Bible and nobody, the Catholic Church, none of these people, they got history on every damn body. 
A white man could dig up and find history on everybody damn near, yet he got no history on this person, John. I mean, y'all ain't even trying to lie about it to create a history around this person. Y'all halfway tried to, but y'all stopped because, you know, the more and more you lie, the more and more easy it becomes to uncover it. So they didn't even bother to lie. It don't even matter. Just to say it was inspired. It was the Catholic Church. And the point of arm and allowing them to do that is so that that book can make its way to us today so that we know what is going to happen. Why is it written? Why was it written in the first place? It was written for the elect. It was actually a coded message to the elect to prepare themselves for future prophecy of today and what's going to take place. Why you think you think it was you think it's a coincidence? I'm sitting up here reading from this book. I, 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 I did the break. I'm not reading from, but break it down to this book. You think it's a coincidence? I just decided to get up. Here it is. I'm not even dealing with religion at all. Yet I do a breakdown on the Book of Revelation. Why? I didn't have to do that. Why didn't I do a breakdown on some metal netter and all this other stuff? Because those books are not important. We're in the Revelation right now. That's important. The Bible's not important, just that book. Right? Who's, uh, who is the first book for? Who is the, who is the book for? The book is for the elect, the chosen of Amun, true Lord, and the regeneration of their power on earth, you see, from the fourth dimension. Who is John, the uh, so-called uh, writer of the book? It's an alias, like I said. It's an alias, like Dear John, John Doe, that, those are, or the Dear John letter to John. Like I said, these are just aliases that are used and given just so people don't have to give their real name. Catholic Church is doing that. So, obviously. Why is the book the most important book in the Bible? Because it's the last book. It's the final book. It's the final book. Right? And it's a book of prophecy, revelation, and illumination for the elect of Amen, which are being gathered today. That's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen, and Amen we trust, and Amen we thank, and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual Nubim Minkare. This has been Mentelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
I may have found 